Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. The temple destroyed. Sacrifices ceased. The end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The Revelation Red Pill, the kingdom of God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. What's up, what's up, people? That's Corey Gray's intro, but I'm going to use it because Corey Gray's on the show. Hey, guys, welcome back to Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. we got Corey Gray in the house. Leah's coming. This is her empty chair. She'll be here in a second. Um, Corey and I are very excited to be here tonight. Guys, um, if you guys, I hope that you have been tuning in to the Isaiah 61 Deliverance and Spiritual Warfare Conference. It has been phenomenal. The feedback that I've been getting um, from it has been awesome. And here's the deal. When we talk about kingdom, Revelation Red Pill, we're 32 episodes in. I think we're 30 episodes in on um, Kingdom Roundtable. Is that right, Corey Gray? 30, yep. 30. 30. So you guys have 62 episodes just from this year alone. And they're at least each two hours. Yes. I think. That's some crazy stuff. So you guys are equipped. You're ready to go to the next level. You're watching the Isaiah 61 conference. And then lo and behold, there's war that breaks out in Israel and Palestine. And you have to be ready now for how we're going to handle this. Because my entire life, We've handled it one way and one way only. The evangelical church and conservatives come together and say, we must stand with Israel. Everyone prays for Israel. That's when not proof now that it's a Zionistic, crazy ideology, Judaism. It's not Christian. It's oh, come on. Like we're not Judeo-Christians. You don't even know what that means. Um, they follow a whole nother bunch of books. <laughs> so true. They but, do, right? But they all need Jesus. Yeah. You know, we, Lee and I were talking about this earlier today, Corey, that um, the, the idea, idea in, the, in, in Western Christianity is that the Jews are God's chosen people, so they can get to God and have God's favor outside of Jesus. What say you, Corey Gray? Yeah, well, the, the whole idea, first of all, I want to say what's happening over there is a tragedy and, you know, innocent people die and that is horrible. Yes, 100%. And, but what we're, we're getting at is the unconditional support of the regime in Israel because they're the Jews, the chosen people, when in the new testament we are chosen by believing in jesus we are a jew inwardly not outwardly paul said it's in circumcision is that of the heart not of the flesh okay and even john the baptist said you guys think you're children of abraham but he called them brood of vipers he said god could raise up children out of these stones because the children the true children of abraham is what the root is not just the jewish nation the true children of Abraham are those who are of the faith of Abraham. Jesus came alive. looking. 
What? It is. Sorry, Lee was asking me a question. Keep going. Yeah. So Jesus, when he came, he saw Zacchaeus, remember? Yep. In the tree. And he said, you too are a son of Abraham. Mm -hmm. For the son of man came seeking that which was lost. He didn't say, oh, there's a Jew right there. That's, that's a Jew. No, a son of Abraham. Why? Because the children of Abraham are those who have the faith of Abraham. He was looking for those who had faith like yeah. Abraham. Because Paul even said, those who have the faith of Abraham are blessed alongside faithful Abraham. So, yeah, the idea that you have to like support Israel as a Jewish chosen nature nation without reserve, without question, is not right. Because look at what Netanyahu is doing anyways. He's like using their country as lab rats. Oh, come on. Let's it. talk about that for a second, Corey. Gray. We're supposed to support. Yeah, like he, he openly discussed how, yo, we're bioengineering. We got the most genetic diversity and, and we're, we're taking out all the basically giving all our biometrics to Pfizer, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And he's laughing about it while his people are dying. Netanyahu's like the dude that wants to be around the most powerful people and suck the, what do they call them? Butt kissers. He's a butt kisser. That's the nice way. He tries to get around Elon, tried to be buddy-buddy with Trump. Whoever's got their hand on the switches, he wants. And then they, they utilize the idea that they're the chosen ones to get everyone's money for their weapons that then, you know, they want to be the center of the universe. So, okay, so but does that mean that we then support Palestine? Man, no, it, it's it. The thing is, is the, there's the controllers above it. And those would be the the Satanists. And they have a plan to basically stir up this religious war between us all so that the Muslims think they got to battle the Christians. That's kind of in their doctrine. And they don't want to admit it, but it says it that they have to destroy the Christians. And no, we, we need to learn the truth about the kingdom message and what Jesus actually came for and reconcile the Muslims. I have, friend, I have a friend, I have a client that's a Muslim, and I talk to him about God. They believe in the God Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they know their doctrine comes from a bunch of scrambled up documents they found from word of mouth. Yes. Like they're, what they, and if you read it, it's, it, it's a mess. So anyways. Leah was talking about this with me, and she pointed something out that's really key, guys. When I, Honestly, we view Islam as a religion a lot like Judaism that has basis in um, the Abrahamic God because they also pull stuff from Christianity and so on and so forth. And we just view it as another religion. Mistake. Because Muhammad was hearing from demons. So yeah. when we look at that, this religion, it's not a religion. It's just Satanism. Okay. At its very core, Satan comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. Look at Leah's face. She's like, Michelle, we are live on Facebook. I said what I said. I well, said he was having convulsions on the ground while he was getting his revelations. And then some guy 60 years later wrote down what he thought he said. Mm -hmm. And then another guy 60 years later, and they compiled a bunch of random things together and stuck it in a book. Yeah. It's a mess. Try reading it for yourself. It's a mess. It makes no sense. It, it doesn't make sense, but it, it, it does. It's coherent enough to uh, for people to follow. And, it, and the reason it's coherent enough for people to follow is because it is doctrines of demons. 
So yeah, it's I not it. it's not one of those things that was just made up in a man's head like uh, Mormonism. Yeah, there's like a there's a strategy behind it. Ooh, that's good, Corey. You know, and so the devil puts a lot of truth together, and it makes and he makes it sound simple. And my mom said something. There, you know, Jesus and Muhammad are both prophets of Islam, and we need to point the Muslims to the prophet Jesus. Okay, and we need yeah. to ex we need to recognize that. The Holy Spirit right now is moving in the, and I'm going to go over a few of these. Um, I want to, I want to give people an idea of what's happening. Uh, if you guys are wondering what side we're on, uh, we're, we're on the side of Jesus, Israel. Now let me explain something. The Israel that is of above <laughs> the new Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. We are on yep. the side of the new Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus is King. Of Palestine, Jesus is king of Jerusalem. Come on, Jesus is king of Iran. This Jesus is, is a side that you guys are not going to hear. Another thing, another thing that we're going to get into tonight, the nitty gritty. All of these prophets. What were you? You were kind of getting a little bit fiery. I have. I want to. I want to play for you guys. No. A, um, Do we have to? Oh yes. Oh dear. We want to play for you guys, Greg Locke. This is what oh you guys are gonna make me watch it. I didn't. Didn't you see already watch? Yeah, okay. you didn't watch. I said it to you. You didn't watch. No, it. I was like, I want to waste my time watching that. <laughs> I already saw no, the title. Because this is the this is what I gotta pull up all these Christianity is saying hands. right now. You're if you're just joining us, you're on a program that we do on Wednesdays. It's called the Revelation Red Pill, in which we expose the modern hypocrisy of end times theology that says you need to. Uh, smash all the Jews in the world into a tiny sliver of land and then but biblical prophecy says two thirds of them are going to be wiped out they're going to rebuild a new temple so that it can be destroyed so Matthew 24 can be fulfilled so Jesus can come back and reign we take the stance that Matthew 24 has already been fulfilled because the temple was already destroyed just as Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24 and there is no biblical precedence for a third temple to be rebuilt. And so what you're going to see is heresy here by by Greg Locke saying that he's ready to, to smash these Palestinians to the end of the earth and have the third temple be rebuilt. And then I'm going to let Corey Gray explain why that third temple is not going to be rebuilt. Okay, let me Because there's right no here. such thing in the world as a third temple being rebuilt. Okay, Corey, can no. you see the screen? Can I read it? No, can you see it? Okay, good. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, I thought I don't even want to see the thing, but read it. <laughs> you gotta fix it so they can see it. Wait a minute. Oh dear. Yeah, I see it myself. No, you see I don't it. See it I on need, Rumble this yet? This is not what I want. I need for them to see this. Hang on, guys. I'm so John Locke's the guy running around with the Awaken crew, Greg right? Locke. Yeah, John. The Awaken America. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. What is going on? I'm even... trying to get the screen share to be on here. I'm but you don't know how to do it. it. No, I had it a minute ago. Hang on, we'll just grab this again. Now we're all gone. I'm still here though. But there, why are why are we waving Israel flag? That's first of all the problem. See, that's a country. Israel is a people. First of all, it's not a place. Hang on. Wait. Let me do. Wait. This. I don't know if people are ready for that yet. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I get it so that the screen, because all it's capturing is like just us and Corey and not the whole screen. Well, 74 of y'all, if everyone would share this, it would probably benefit the world to understand. Okay, well, while she's bringing that up, I want to read to you a really great thread that I read online that kind of breaks this, this kind of what's happening down. 
uh, people ask me all the time if I am pro-Israel because I'm a Jew who lived in Israel. My answer is that being pro-Israel or being pro-Palestine or being Zionist does not properly capture the nuance of thought most people do or should have about this issue. It certainly doesn't capture mine. I have a lot to say. I've spent the last 72 hours writing, texting, and talking to Israelis, Jews, Muslims, and Palestinians. Much of my reaction is going to tick off people on both sides, but I am exhausted and hurting, and I do not think there is any way to discuss this situation without being radically honest about my views. So I'm going to try to say what I believe true as best I can. Let me start with this. It could have been me. That's a hard thought to shake when watching the videos out of Israel. The concert going goers fleeing across an empty expanse. The hostages being paraded through the streets. The people shot in the head at bus stops or in their cars. I went to those parties in the desert. I rubbed shoulders with Israelis and Arabs and Jews and Muslims. I could have easily accepted an invitation to some concert near uh, uh, Sidrat and gone without a care only to be indiscriminately slaughtered or perhaps worse taken hostage and tortured i don't believe hamas is kill killing israelis to liberate themselves nor do i believe they are doing it to make peace they're doing this because they represent the devil on the shoulder of every oppressed palestinian who has lost someone in this conflict can we they're play greg so i can get us back otherwise i'm not gonna be able to get us back oh okay sure okay let's go ahead and play Corey. can you see it yep all right here it. we go wait, i want to make sure Corey can wait i don't I, sometimes with Zoom, you have to like make sure that the that you can actually hear the audio. Sure sound. There we go. I hate Zoom. We're gonna get something better at some mm -hmm, point. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Israel should make the Gaza Strip a parking lot by this time next week. Destroy the whole thing. And anybody that's gonna support this Hamas nonsense. Listen, Joe Biden ought to oh be tried for treason. You understand that? that now, I get better? it, I get it, I get it. He, <laughs> Obama's the real president behind him anyhow, and so he's the one that ought to be tried for treason. So I, I hope Netanyahu's a leader and he just mows the whole thing down by this time next week. If you think all this open border stuff is not an opportunity for a bunch of Hamas sleeper cells to come into this nation right now and start killing innocent men, women, and children, you have lost your mind. I'm sick of all part, these right? Christians saying we ought to have peace with Islam. Islam is a satanic death cult, and they would cut your head off before I said amen in this sermon if they had a chance to. The Muslim religion hates Jewish people to the core of who they are what they ought to do is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked dome of the rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of jesus oh lord that's what Th that doing. video of that woman that survived the holocaust in a wheelchair they snatched her up kidnapped a holocaust survivor by somebody with american dollars in their pocket from a corrupt government that should have been smoked out months ago when they stole the election to begin with yes i said it okay so Corey gray um you know, it, you know, what he was saying may not have bothered a lot of people until we got to the third temple part. 
Corey, do you want to talk there about the Stone of, Temple there here? Is, there is a lot of mistruths and misrepresentations in there. And, uh, yeah, before he tackles that, I will say this. Um, the Lord has actually allowed us to meet a few Muslims uh, along the way who ha are actually on our side. And one of them is Dr. Syed Haider, who has become a friend of ours. And he treated... Um, be, before it was cool, he had treated 4,000 patients for COVID and lost none. And he's awake on every single issue. And Dr. Syed, if you're watching, you know that I'm praying for you to be awoke and awakened to the, the last red pill, which is Jesus. But there are several Muslim doctors uh, who uh, have come out against the COVID tyranny. And we are finding that it's not all Muslims and it's not all Islam. And when you no. paint it like that, you're not going to reach the ones that are coming in to know Jesus. And there are a lot. Um, so I just wanted to, I wanted to say that as painting a blanket statement against all Muslims um, who saying they all hate Jews to the core. They all hate Christians to the core. The Lord took me face to face and he, he spoke to me and he said, I need you to win these people. I need you to call out the ideology when it is false. And I need you to reach them with the gospel and with love. And um, so go ahead, Corey. Talk about our third temple being rebuilt. Well, no, that's true. Not all Muslims, not all Islams are radicalized. Or have they even read the document? How many Christians do you know that haven't even read the whole Bible? Mm -hmm. They can't quote. They don't even know their favorite scripture. And then how many communists have never read what is it like 40 page manifesto mm -hmm. no they haven't read it or else they'd realize they're setting themselves up to be slaves or they haven't understood it mm -hmm. so yeah most of these people like i i've talked to them too and we agree on life and preservation of life and family and they didn't get to the part of infidels and destroying and whatever else they teach so all right here's the problem with the third temple guys first of all he does not know that the temple was already destroyed in 70 a.d there was a temple, guys. Look it up. You can Google it. Google knows it. AI will tell you. I have a search engine on Brave, right? And AI gives you a summary. And if you type in Brave on your phone, the Brave app, and you type in what happened in 70 AD in Jerusalem, and Matthew 24 was fulfilled, okay? Like literally AI even figured it out. <laughs> and so, right? And so, and it says it at the, the title in the NIV, the Prigby, the destruction of the temple. Yeah. In Matthew 24, but people say it's the destruction of the world or whatever. But yeah. at least they are. My archaeological Bible says it too that Matthew 24 was fulfilled in 8070. Yeah, it's fulfilled. Like our founding fathers, a lot of people, most people knew this mm -hmm. back before Darby in the late 1800s. Exactly. And so he doesn't know that the temple is destroyed. He He's a bad preacher. Bad. He should have done some research. Right. Anyone who's in that office standing, teaching and preaching should do a little history and study and figure out what this means. And number one, when the temple was destroyed, a new age comes in the kingdom age where we reign on Earth, not when we get lifted off the earth. All right. And that temple did get destroyed. Let me ask you something. Do where's the temple that they are? They worship. Are they literally sacrificing animals in a temple right now? Where's the no. temple? Nope. Where's the temple at? It's no. gone. It was gone in 70 AD. And they had and yeah, for 2,000 years, no sacrifices. All right. If the t all right, so if the temple 
let's say the temple hadn't been destroyed mm -hmm. and he's right, then why is he not still offering sacrifices? Because if the temple's not destroyed, we're still in the old covenant. Mm -hmm. The temple being destroyed was the, the pivotal point from the Mosaic age to the kingdom age where you yeah, had to remember quarter, Jesus yeah. said to the lady in Samaria, the Samaritans were worship here or not Samaritans, the Samaria, what was uh, the, the Samarian woman, right? Yeah. yeah. At the well, he said, you guys worship over here yes. and the Jews yeah. worship over here. But one day you won't worship here or there. You'll worship in spirit and truth Boom. because Boom. one day that temple is going to be destroyed. And then there's a new age, spirit and truth, where we are the temple. All right. And so there's no new physical temple being built. Paul even said this in 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple? Yes. And that God's spirit dwells in you. Do you not know that? You are the temple. And then other places it says that we're being built together. Jesus is the cornerstone. He's not an actual block. And we're not actual blocks. And we're going to just stand around and become a building. But that's what, like, he doesn't understand this. And so I get it. They don't understand it because they didn't try to. And they didn't hear the people that were telling them. They wanted to stick to their false doctrine. But we are a spiritual house, a spiritual temple being built together. So, um, I mean, I could go on well, for wait, probably Corey, a week that, that, on that's, that, uh, And we have a little echo. Or we do have an echo, Corey, on your end. You might have to put the earphones in. Yeah. I got him. Sorry, buddy. Okay, cool. No, no worries. So uh, isn't that uh, replacement theology? Aren't we just saying that we are replacing Israel and that there's all these promises yet to be fulfilled for the Jews? And what I'm hearing from all these great, wonderful preachers is that God has a plan for Israel apart from Jesus, and they do not need Jesus for God to fulfill the plans for Israel. That's what we're hearing. Well, you're hearing that from people like, not the Gary DeMar, I'm sure he has I'm a hearing that from 99% of all pastors. From pastors? All pastors. Well, this is, they're all saying this. So say it one more time so I can... That they're all I'm, saying... I'm, I'm, that God has a plan for Israel and God has a plan for the Jews and it is, they do not need Jesus for God to have a perfect, wonderful plan for the salvation of yeah. the Jews. Okay. So that a, this, that's a satanic deception called Zionism. That's basically Zionism where the Jews are already the chosen people, but Paul came in and crushed that. He went to the Gentiles. The mystery was that we would become a new man in Christ, in Christ, Jew and Gentile. There's no difference anymore. All right. You have to come in through Christ. There's no separate plan for like Jews. Are and by sure? the way, are you yeah, sure? Because be that's what I'm hearing from 99% of pastors that you want to okay. Gentiles are so different, but God has a plan for Israel and we need to support that plan for Israel. And it doesn't include, they don't need Jesus to have their promises. Okay, so prove to me who is a Jew. How can they prove they're a Jew? Lineage. Where's Come your on, lineage? No, you can't. Because there are people. No, do you know how many people that are that say that they are Jewish? Like, how do you even prove? We have Jewish DNA. friends, and they, no. We have historians that say that the records were destroyed in 70 A.D. So nobody knows if they're a Jew or not, only by name. And in reality, Paul said the same thing. You call yourself a Jew by name. But the Jew is a Jew inwardly who circumcises their heart to God. You can't call yourself a Jew if 
you're not circumcised in your heart and changed from a rocky heart, stony heart to a heart of flesh by the Spirit of the Lord through Jesus Christ. It's you want to read us, uh, Corey, you want to read us Galatians chapter uh, 4? Your favorite? Okay. Which, where, what verse? Wherever he likes to do it, because he takes people there all the time. That's his children I usually do promise. Romans 4. Galatians 4, right? you do Galatians 4 all the time. Okay, but I do Romans 4 more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Galatians 4. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> it says, well, in the... In, 329 actually yeah it starts there it runs yeah so it says and if you belong to christ then you're abraham's offspring heirs according to the promise wait what stop the there uh-uh yeah just say, yeah. just kind of marinate on that one real quick yeah i'm gonna say it one more time and if you belong <laughs> to christ then you are abraham's offspring Ooh. so so you have to belong to christ but wait do you heirs mean, according to the promise if we are heirs according to the promise and we're abraham's offspring if we belong to christ don't like, but the Bible still, you know what I'm doing here, but the Bible <laughs> still has separate promises for the other heirs, according to Abraham. Like we're heirs, but we're not like the heirs. Like we don't get everything. Yeah, okay. That's true. There's promises out there, but guess what? You have to li live the law exactly to the T and nobody's ever done it. And the law was destroyed because you can't sacrifice in the temple. So go for it. If you could do that, then you can get it in, but you can't. Nobody could. Jesus did it. Jesus fulfilled the law so that in him we could become the righteousness of God. You couldn't become righteous by the law. God said there was fault with the people. All right. Not that the law was faulty. It showed the perfect way, but nobody could do it. Nobody could. Okay, we just it. pause. Are we the ugly stepchild or are we adopted in? We're adopted in. But I just would like to pause and just be like, first of all, you are a good person to stand in as a faux debater for Corey Gray. But I would pay so much money for somebody to regularly debate Corey. Like, I, can we just please? I will air that on my show all day long. I try. I try to get people to debate. If you want to debate me, then I open the round table. I've told people that. <laughs> debate me about the rapture. You're so sure about it. If, if someone says this... Um, and no offense, it, this is all in love. We got to get to the point. And and someone said that this was all prophesied in the Bible. This destruction of Israel that's happening right now. What about that, Leah? The, the, the problem is, is we know their arguments better than they do. And we could debate yes. their arguments better than they can. As if know, we were them. The as if we were them. We could defend their Yes, yeah, so I could tell them all Absolutely. their arguments that they're going to give me. And yeah, because they're new to it. And it doesn't make sense. We've already mapped it out and argued 10 plus people that claim to be experts on their whole idea that we should support Israel. All right. So no matter what, why don't you keep going and explain to people how in the world, Corey, if I've heard in the church my whole life that Israel is special, that the Jews are God's chosen people. Why is it that I, I need Jesus and they don't need Jesus and go ahead and use Galatians four to Would you stop interrupting that. him when you tell him this is that. really fun. Keep going. No. It, yeah, I get it. I like it. Because I don't have to get so intense because I know you're joking. So, um, so anyways, chapter four, number one, my point is this. Okay. Heirs, as long as they are minors, are no better than slaves, though they are the owners of all the property. But they, so actually, can I read, I want to read this because actually I think you want me to, read 
three because look, look okay i i feel three i need to read because 313 look because you got to get this context before you can even understand four it says christ redeemed us okay wait, 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 wait. but all right it's man the whole guys just read three and four i know um, i know it's one of those deals <laughs> yeah it's like how do i even start there um so three and 14 13 and 14 galatians 3 and yeah if you read three and four after this you're like oh my gosh duh um christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that in christ jesus the blessing of abraham might come to the gentiles mm. so that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith and he even talks about he did this to make the jews jealous that we had the blessing and they didn't so that then they would eventually come in no but that, that, no that's, that's so good right no that's so good and I, I guess we could actually just skip down to um like four um 21. okay Yep, that's a good one. So tell me, you who desire to be subject to the law, will you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman, another by the free woman. One, the child of the slave, was born according to the flesh. Boom. The other, the child of the free woman, was born through the promise. Now this is an allegory. These women are two covenants. One woman, in fact, is Hagar from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. Now, Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the other woman corresponds to the Jerusalem above. Okay. She is free, and she is our mother. Let me keep going. Yeah. For it is written, Rejoice, you children, you childless one, you who bear no children. Burst into song and shout, you who endure no you who endure no birth pangs, for the children of the desolate woman are more numerous than the children of the one who is married. Now you, my friends, are children of the promise, like Isaac, but just as at that time the child who was born according to the flesh persecuted the child who was born according to the spirit, so it is now also. But what does the scripture say? Drive out the slave and her child. For the child of the slave will not share in the inheritance with the child of the free woman. So then, friends, we are children not of the slave, but of the free woman. So For freedom, is, Christ... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say no. that this particular scripture is a really hard pill for you uh, uh, end timers to swallow. But you need to read it and ask Holy Spirit to put this into your blood, into your bones. This is talking about two covenants. Under the old covenant, you will see that Hagar is compared to the law and the old covenant. Anybody, Jew or Muslim or atheist, who thinks that they can go to heaven under an old covenant of the law is actually like Hagar. That is the old covenant. They are, it says literally, it says, this is Hagar. Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia, and it corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery to her children. With her children. And, with her children, which he was talking about, and he was prophetically talking about, but the temple was still standing at that time as Jerusalem being in slavery. But what he's saying is that Jesus prophesied, I am going to destroy this city. And in AD 70, Jerusalem was destroyed, and he said, I am descending now a new 
New Jerusalem down that encompasses yeah. the entire world. So Jews, you do not need to fight over a little sliver of land because when you are in Christ, the whole world belongs to you. You rule and reign as Christ. But as long as you are under the old covenant and you do not accept the Messiah, Jesus Christ, you will be like the slave. You will be like Hagar. And this isn't me speaking. This is the word of God speaking. And so to all of you Jews and to all of you Muslims, you need to be under the new covenant. You need to be yep. under the new Jerusalem, which reigns everywhere, which means spread the darn heck out. Okay, you this don't need to actually... fight over a little sliver of land. The promise is the entire world, and it's to everyone who will call yep. upon the name of Jesus Christ and get under the, the new covenant and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Yeah, amen. The meek inherit the earth, not a little sliver of land the size of Austin, Texas. Amen. And what happened right. during World War II is you had all these Jews in Europe. And if you needed a place for the Jews, if you need a reparation for the Jews, then they should have gotten land. They should have taken over the whole country of Germany. And so Germany yeah. should just be like Jew capital. Because if you want to talk about reparations, they're the one that slaughtered them all. Okay? Yeah. If, if you were slaughtered in Poland, you get some land in Poland. If you were slaughtered in France, you get some land in France. Okay? Jewish people knew. We got to spread out now. They kind of knew it deep in their gut. All right. Yes. Jerusalem and, is a holy yeah. place. There are wonderful, holy things that happen and people can go and visit there. But it is not the land that God promised forever and ever to all people because he promised Abraham something that is physically impossible. Could you use your brain for one second? He said to Abraham, your your uh, offspring will be as the stars in the sky and the sand and the sea. And let me give you a little secret. There is a reason why Jews proudly go around saying that they do not convert because they think they are special and they do not want you part of their special club. Okay, because they do believe that these promises are just for them and they do not want to share. And so I would say to you, we are adopted in. We are your brothers and sisters. And we say share. Share and, and their Talmud teaches them that there's some dominant race from a bunch of weird. You are not a dominant race. You were God's chosen no. people. And now God's chosen people are All. anybody. What did Jesus say? Who are my mother, my brothers and my sisters, but those who do the will of God. What did Jesus say? You, if you are of my, you are my sheep, you will do my commandments. What are my commandments? Love the Lord your God, your heart with all your love the Lord, your God with all your heart and soul and strength and love your neighbors yourself. Hey, Jews. Hey, Palestinians. You ain't doing it. You got hate your heart, you and you need Jesus. Okay, Corey Gray, well, Leah's going to give you a couple minutes to speak unhindered. Well, I, I just want to touch on what we read before real quick about the, the, the two covenants. This is, not, this is saying the opposite of support Israel as a physical nation under the law. It yeah. says get rid of her. Cast out the slave woman. That means cast out the practice of the law. Because we are free of the spirit. So yes, we're not sir. supposed to be supporting Israel following the law no. or Judaism. We're not Judeo Christians. I don't know why people think that. It's like, well, I will say this Judeo Christian, as in, and, and, and I will, Originally, I will say, I will say this the, okay. I'm the Judeo Christian. Um, when you read the founding fathers and you read their documents, most of our government came from the, the most quoted uh, book in the Bible is Deuteronomy. And okay, the founding yeah. fathers actually grabbed the Constitution from Deuteronomy. It's a separation of powers. Um, like when, when, when um, Moses went to Jethro and Jethro's like, boy, you got too much on your shoulders. What, I need, what you do is, is pull. And actually, this, this scripture is quoted by our founding fathers, one of the most quoted scriptures. To pull out men of wisdom and men of renown and make them leaders of tens 
one hundreds and in the household. However, and that's where we get. That's where we get. But there's a misconstrued idea that Corey just was getting at. Yeah. That we are a Judeo-Christian nation, meaning we are built on a nation of the like current Jewish people and their faith, and current That's what Christian they think. people and their faith. Which they follow the Talmud, which is written hundreds of years after Jesus by exactly. philosophers. So okay? our government so is based on the Torah. The five, to, yes. the Tanakh. But they follow, yeah, that's why I say they, in the Talmud, that's a whole novel of people's ideas. Right. Okay. Exactly. That they're the superior race. Sorry, Leah, cut you off. Where were you headed with that thought, Corey? You were saying we're not a Judeo-Christian nation. I don't even know why people say that. And then you were headed somewhere and Leah cut you off. I don't remember. Keep going. No, it's, it, I want to, I want to be clear because I understand what you were saying, but I wanted to be clear because we talk about the founding fathers all the time and we talk about, yeah. um, the, the, the Hebraic, we should probably yeah, be saying we are a Hebraic Christian nation where we exactly. take the, the Hebrew, where we better. take the old Testament and the new Testament and we, we put them together because there are so many great things in the old Testament. We just don't throw the old Testament out, right? God set up a lot of great things that we should follow and that we should always follow. There's so, the moral law, the religious law and the, and the, and the, um, let the me legal, take the, the reins law, here for, for one second, because this is what I want to get into for today, because we I titled this a very special prophetic episode for today, because what we and I and we, this is what Corey and I started out the show with when we're talking about what's happening right now. A lot of people, almost all Christians, I guarantee you, anybody that believes in modern end times theory is they're, they're literally around their dinner table when they're talking to their Christian friends, when they're at church, they are all, I guarantee you going, I think we may be living out revelation. Mm -hmm. Like they, that's what, that's going to be the topic of conversation. Yeah. And Corey Gray, yeah. we were talking earlier today okay. on Marco Polo about why these demons are feeling so threatened by the kingdom yep. message right now, because it's literally breaking out. What say you? Okay, wow. So here's the enemy had a plan to confuse Christians, but he could only do it through their word. And so Darby and Schofield and some Satanists, even before then, brought out Zionism. And then they brought out dispensationalism and this rapture teaching, okay? So what the enemy was hoping would happen is there would be this religious war and the Christians would not figure out the kingdom message. They would be stuck believing it's the end times, there's a rapture, third temple, all this stuff that isn't actually God's plan. And then there would be this religious war breakout and the Christians would have to basically slaughter the ones who are invading our border right now. This is what I feel by revelation. I believe it was the devil's plan. And then the after, they would call it the tribulation. And after this tribulation, there's no rapture. There was no end times. They're still here, and they just killed a bunch of people. Uh -huh. And then, then Satan could come in and say, hey, I'm actually the real God. God didn't have a plan for you. So the devil wanted to rush, rush, rush before people got the kingdom message. Well, guess what? COVID happened after tens of thousands of people got the kingdom message around the world. COVID literally happened. I bought a plane ticket to come to America to preach it through America. COVID happened. Okay. The devil is rushing his agenda 2030. We're like, what? In, in 2021. So nine years early, he started 
manifesting this plan that was supposed to be in 2030. So why the rush? Because he does not want us to unite and understand the purpose of heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. It's not Jew or Gentile. It's those who are born again in Christ Jesus. Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord, whether you like it or not. And those who come under Jesus, all things are being subject to him. And we are taking the planet back, restoring the planet, rebuilding, renewing, restoring, reconciling the world and bringing it back to the original position of divine favor in the garden where the garden was connected to heaven. So we figured it out, guys. It was not hidden. It's just preachers didn't read their Bible. They ascribed to, you know, false demonic doctrines because they didn't study hard enough. Like people like John Wesley and some of these guys, they figured it out. But then the 1890s, they got lazy and just started, I guess, believing whatever they heard instead of studying. I don't know. But they got lost and the church got lost. And so we finally figured it out is what happened. And the devil's mad. And so he's trying to fight tooth and nail. But guess what? He already lost because we already know the truth and we know God's plan. He was hoping he would catch us off guard and we would feel hopeless like God had no plan for the earth. So the devil's manifesting hard to get us more distracted and take out as many as he can. So speaking of manifesting hard, I want to play this video here. There's many, many of these videos going around. And this is a kind of video that is scaring people. This is uh, Vancouver, Canada. Supporters of Hamas terror attack on Israel have been calling Canada a racist regime full of colonizers on stolen land. Quote, the most vicious settler colonist occupation is in North America, according to a protest speaker. And these are these kind of rallies are going all over the world, in London, in New York City. And I'm telling you, these people have hate in their heart. This last settler colonialist project in the third world will be destroyed. I say, I say last settler colonialist project in the Middle East and in the third world because the most vicious settler colonialist Occupation is we are living it here in North America. And we are sure, we are sure when the world is liberated, the U.S. empire will collapse and our brothers and sisters in the indigenous community will have full rights. Their full rights. We are sure of it. What full rights are you talking about? We tell them we are promising you we are gonna defeat this monster that's called u.s imperialism okay so that's a satanic death cult just if you could if you didn't know what one looked like that's what one looks like yeah and that one dude wearing a witch hat and the fact that they Uh have to use black and red red is like a power color black is an absorbing color and so they're using like colors to gain power um which is what witches do so it shows right there they know they don't have an authority. And what type of rights do they want? Sharia law to where they can dominate over women and just run around raping people? Not that all Muslims do this, but I'm saying don't act like it doesn't exist. They don't, they're lying. And that's what we have to see through. It's not, they don't have a list of what they want. They say words, they say key words, then they're, mm. it's like Pavlov's dro- dogs, and they trigger those 
uh, wild and crazy, stupid white people Motion. who feel bad about themselves but live in giant mansions, okay, around. It's only these rich progressives, by the way, who have no desire to give up their home to anyone. And you see that well, happening in New York first, or Chicago. So. I don't want you here. I don't want the immigrants here. Oh, I thought you wanted to have a sanctuary city. No, just kidding. Okay, so here you are, Palestinians or whoever you are, in a country that lets you come there and spread that spread out. Do you know how big Canada is? What do and you want? How many want? Muslims are there actually? What like my, do you my want, friends? buddy? No. no. You can have as many acres as you want. Canada is giant. Okay, it's humongous, and you're there, and they let you be there out of the kindness of their heart, and you're there saying we want you destroyed. Okay. Go ahead, Michelle. Play that one. I've got a video here of a kidnapping then of the Israelis. Oh, okay. <clears throat> of some Israelis. These, it's not one of the brutal ones. I, man, I had so many brutal ones. I, I, there are things I saw this week I just wish I never saw. Oops. Sorry, I clicked the wrong button there. Wait, there we go. So that happened. There still are update. There still are over like a hundred hostages in Palestine. The the brutal killings, the brutal the brutality. Um, some some of the stories are probably not true. I don't know. I cannot, guys. When these kind of stories come out, I really can only report on the video that I see because each side is going to inflate their numbers and they want to do tit for tat. They want to do killing for killing. I've got another video. Let's go ahead and blow through a couple of these. That way I don't have to mess around with the tech too much. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring up the darkness. Uh, all right, here. Hamas terrorist group on October 6th threatened to the publicly Hamas execute. The Hamas terrorist group. Hamas threatens to execute hostages. And Israel plans to seize the Gaza Strip. And more American citizens confirmed dead in the ongoing war. What's happening now and how the U.S. is responding? So they are planning to kill some hostages, and I wanted to show you. Um, and hold on, okay. not to mention they're carrying around U.S. weapons. Okay. Uh, yes, they are. Those ARs, I did see one. I thought was a Chinese AR. They're not Russian. They're American weapons. Wow. They have. Mm-hmm. And any weapons expert, if you guys get close-ups on those, you'll see these are American weapons. They're exactly. Using. I think a lot of them came from Afghanistan. Uh, exactly. This is Gaza right now. Uh, no electricity. Uh, water supplies have all been cut off. There's literally no electricity. Uh, there's two million people here. Uh, this okay. is a humanitarian crisis. Go ahead, Michelle. Uh, it is. It is a humanitarian crisis. I've got uh, Yasmin Mohammed. Uh, if you want to bring that up, so you can just read her thing. I've been following her. She's one of those anti-radical Islamists. She's an anti-radical Islamist. She used to be, and that's still playing, Michelle. Uh, she used What's to have to wear right there to the right. She used to have to wear the niqab. She fled radical Islam and a, a brutal husband, and now she lives free in Canada. You want me to read this? Um, yeah, go ahead. My father lived his whole life with the hope that there might be a peaceful two-state solution. He spent his last years making YouTube videos on the topic and telling anyone who would listen about his family's olive groves in Gaza. I am actually kind of relieved that he left this earth before he had to watch Hamas slaughter his dream on video for all the world to see. Hamas has ensured that there will be no more Palestine and no more hope for an independent state. So she's got a picture here. Now, what they've done and what she realizes is what they've done, there's no hope now. Like, there's no hope. There's no peace with this. 
even though the left is trying to to come up with peace i want to play this video a couple videos here from um one from ben shapiro a little piece of this okay. a little piece man of it. i can't handle that guy just give us a second lines he did an interview with vivek ramaswamy and he likened what just happened in israel the the kidnapping of women and their rape i mean he's showing video of this happening like as he's talking about this he compared that to drug overdose deaths in the united states now i i believe we should fully care about the 100,000 drug overdose deaths that happened in the United States. These are two completely different issues. To, to go this far afield to link the issues, you're, the only reason you're doing this is because you wish to downplay the atrocity that just happened in Israel. You're not upplaying the atrocity of what's happening on America's streets. Those are two different types of atrocities. People who are addicted to fentanyl, sticking needles in their arms and overdosing is a, is a, is a moral blight. It is a moral atrocity and a moral evil for people to kidnap women, rape them, and drag them back to the Gaza border. Those are not the same thing. And Tucker knows that. But this is a cheap way of, of telling you not to look. Don't look. So I want to play the video that he's referring to here real quick. Moral outrage. And I, and I thought the videos from southern Israel were morally really outrageous. And I, I was offended Me by too. them and, and saddened by them. Uh, anyone who saw them, I think, was. Um, but you don't have to look far in the United States for moral outrages also on video. And there's not a city in this country, not just the big cities, but cities of 10,000 people. I was in one yesterday that doesn't have some constellation of drug addicted young people living outside. We call them the homeless. They're drug addicts and they're addicted to drugs that were imported across an open border allowed by the Biden administration. And they're dying more than 100,000 a year. Now, you can call it genocide. You can call it whatever you want, but it's the death of over 100,000 Americans a year and the living death of millions more who are living outside. So sure. I, I don't understand. People are outraged by what happened in Israel. And again, I, I want to add my voice to that because I'm a human being. But the scale of the outrage among Republican presidential candidates was so much more intense. One of them took to a bullhorn and started yelling about it. I get it. But no one would think to do that about the 100,000 American young. And I actually, Corey, you can, you can bring us back. I actually, I get Tucker's point to where yep. 2 million kids are being sex trafficked every year inside of America alone. Yep. And what it is is that you do have the moral outrage and you, you ha that, that is the, the latest thing to be upset about. Yep. And it's groupthink, is it not? So it's a, it's a distraction is what Tucker's trying to get at. Uh, let me explain something. I'm going to say this and people are gonna be like, how dare you? But I'm going to say it anyways. Look, what happened over there is a distraction from our border. Okay. And you say, oh, how dare you say that? I didn't make, I didn't do it. They pre-planned this thing. Everyone says there's no way their intelligence, Mossad, could have they said they know cockroaches near the border near the front like how did these people with hang gliders come flying in and all these missiles get passed unless netanyahu stood down well why would he stood stand down think about it for a little bit follow the tea leaves number one it's a giant distraction off what the mexican president just said which is ten thousand migrants coming in per day which is over a 10x increase from our record, which was 7,000 a week, okay? Now he's saying 10,000 a day. And guess who's coming in? If you watch that same day when everything happened um, on Truth, Freedom, or I can't remember what it is, the ones I shared with you, they're showing them coming in from Syria, Egypt, these same radicals, Africa, where they're 98% Muslim, 
they're coming. They say, hey, we're going to Ohio. We're going to New York. So it's a giant distraction. Everyone's looking over here. And, and that's what people need to realize, guys. They would do that. They would set up Israel to blow a bunch of stuff up, get everybody to support that, draw us into a war with Iran or Russia. Meanwhile, the border is being invaded by these same radical people that hate white people, basically. America in general. I mean, and I wouldn't even just say white people because I'm pretty sure they'd be happy to blow up any black Americans as well. But um, they're mixed up now because the Africans are black. The Haitians are black. Exactly. And so it causes a problem, you know, it, that it, the it, enemy wants. That's that religious fighting. See, look, so the distraction, here's it. what I want to say real fast. The distraction is so that they can bring, they can polarize everybody and they get a religious war going on. To where the Muslims and Christians are fighting because that's what their book, that's what Muhammad talked about. In the end times, we would start battling each other, right? And so they think that's the fulfillment of their book right now is to start killing us, Christians. Yeah, I want to. I just want to finish this guy, this Israeli, and kind of he gives a kind of a good uh, kind of an overview of both sides, like historically. Um, it's not possible to recap an entire 5,000-year history of people fighting over this strip of land in one newsletter. There are plenty of easily accessible places where you can learn about it if you want to, and by the way, many of you should. Far too many people speak on this issue with an obscene amount of ignorance, loads of arrogance, and a narrow historical lens focused on the last few decades. In my opinion, the Jewish people have a legitimate historical claim to the land of Israel. Jews have already been expelled and returned and expelled again a half dozen times before the rise of Muslim and Arab rule of the Ottoman Empire. Of course, it's messy because we Jews and Arabs and Muslims are all cousins and descendants of the same Canaanites. But Arabs won the last centuries ago, the land centuries ago, the same way Israel and the Jews won in the 20th century through conflict and war. The British defeated the Ottoman Empire and then became the Balfour Declaration, which amounted to the British granting the area to the Jewish people, a promise they'd later later try to renege on, all before the wars that have defined the region since 1948. That historical moment in the late 1940s was unique. After World War II, with many Arab and Muslim states already in existence, and after six million Jews were slaughtered, the global community felt it was important to grant the Jewish people a homeland. In a more logical or just world, that homeland would have been in Europe, as a kind of reparation for what the Nazis and others uh, before them had done to the Jews, or perhaps in the Americas, like Alaska or somewhere else. But the Jews wanted Israel. The British had taken to the, uh, the Zionist movement, and, and we can tell you why the British took to that, the biblical prophecy. They're trying to fulfill the, some sort of crazy prophecy, they felt. And the British had conquered the Ottoman Empire, which handed them control of the land. And the American Europe uh, didn't want the Jews. As a result, we got Israel. The Arab states had already rejected a partitioned Israel repeatedly before World War II and rejected it again after the Holocaust and the end of the world war. They did not want to give up even a little bit of their land to a bunch of Jewish interlopers who were granted it all of a sudden by the British interlopers who had arrived 100 years prior. We blame it, them. It had been centuries since the Jews lived there in large numbers, and now they wanted to return it in waves as secularized Europeans. Many of us would probably react the same way. So just as humans have done before, forever, they fought. The, the many existing Arab states turned against the bur, bur, uh, a new Jewish state. One side won and the other lost. This is the brutal and broken and violent world we live in, but it is also what created the global world order we have now. Are Israelis and British people colonizers because of this 20th century history? Sure. 
But that view uh, flattens thousands of years of history and conflict in the context of World War I and World War II. I don't view Israelis and Brits as colonizers any more than the Assyrians or the Babylonians or the Romans or the Mongols or the Egyptians or the Ottomans who all battled over the same strip of land from as early as 800 years before Jesus' time until now. The Jews who founded Israel just so happened to won the last big battle for it. You can't speak about this issue in a vacuum. You can't pretend that it hasn't, wasn't just 60 years ago when Israel was surrounded on all sides by Arab states who wanted to wipe them off the face of the planet. Despite the balance of power shifting this century, that threat is still a reality. And you can't talk about that without remembering the only reason the Jews were in Israel in the first place was that they'd spent the previous centuries fleeing a bunch of Europeans who also wanted to wipe them off the face of the planet. And then Hitler showed up. American partisans have a narrow view of this history and an America-centric lens that is infuriating to witness. Uh, as Lee Fang perfectly put it, Hamas would absolutely execute the ACAB lefties cheering on horrific violence against Israelis if they lived in Gaza and U.S. right-wingers blindly cheering on Israeli subjugation of Palestinians would rebel, rebel twice as violently if Americans were subjugated in similar occupation. And yet, many Americans only view modern Israel as the, quote, powerful one in this dynamic, which is true. They obviously are. It isn't a fair fight, and it hasn't been for decades because Israel's government is rich and resourceful, has the backing of the United States and most of Europe, and has an incredibly powerful military. At the same time, Israeli leadership has made technological and military advancements that have further tipped the scales. All the while, the Israeli government has helped create a resource-thin open-air prison in, of, of two, mayor, two million Arabs in Gaza. Conversely, Palestinians are devoid of any real unified leadership, and the Arab world is now divided on the issue of Palestine. Israel is unwilling to give the people of Gaza and the West Bank more than an inch of freedom to live. These are largely the refugees and descendants of the refugees of the 1948 and 67 wars and Israel won. And you can't keep two million people in the condition that those in the Gaza Strip live in and not expect events like this. I'm sorry to say that while the blood on the ground is fresh, the Israelis who were killed in this attack largely have nothing to do with those conditions other than being born at a time when Israel and Jews have the upper hand in this conflict. Some of the victims weren't even Israeli. They were just tourists. This is why we describe them as innocent and why Hamas has only reaffirmed that they are a brutal terror organization with this attack. An organization that I hope is quickly toppled for the sake of both the Palestinian people and the Israelis. But as someone with a deep love for Israel, with friends in danger and people I know still missing, it breaks my heart to say, but I'm still saying it again because it remains perhaps the most salient point of, of, of context in a tangled mess full of centuries of con conflict. You can't keep two million people living in the conditions people in Gaza are living in expect peace. You can't and you shouldn't. Their environment is antithetical to the human condition. Violent rebellion is guaranteed. The cycle of violence seems locked in self-perpetuation uh, because both sides see a score to settle. Israel has already responded with vengeance, and they will continue to. Their desire for violence is not unlike Hamas's. It's just as much about blood for blood as any legitimate security measure. Israel will have every right to respond with force. Toppling Hamas, a group, by the way, Israel aired in supporting, actually, will now be the objective and civilian death will be seen as necessary collateral damage. But Israel will also do a bunch of things they don't have a right to do. They will flatten apartment buildings and kill civilians and children, and many in the global community will probably cheer them on as they do it. They have already stopped the flow of water, electricity, and food to two million people and killed dozens of civilians in their reta retaliatory bombings. We should never accept this, never lose sight of that this horror is being inflicted on human beings. As group Bash 
Tillem said, there is no justification for th such crimes, whether they are committed as part of a struggle for freedom for oppression or cited as part of a war against terror. And then he says, I mourn for the Palestinians. And then he says, every time Israel kills someone in the name of self-defense, they create a handful of new radicalized extremists who will feel justified in wanting to take an, is, an Israeli life and retribution. And then uh, he doesn't know what the answer is. And it, it's going to continue to be this cycle of tit for tat. Uh, no, uh, the British government never should have created a, a, a an area that they knew would cause such turmoil and religious war and death and struggling. They didn't have a right to do that, uh, but they did. And here we are, and the nation of Israel exists. And because the nation of Israel exists, and because all of these states around the world have vowed to help and perpetuate Israel, and because America sends millions of dollars to Israel, and now you have $6 billion, billion in, in the hands of Iran, and Iran's parliament is cheering death to Israel, death to the Jews. You've got Afghanistan with $60 billion of U.S. arms, and they're happy. They've even asked Iran, hey, Iran, could we have, uh, could we walk, could we go across Iran, and could we go fight in this war? And everybody and their mother is afraid of world war breaking out. And I would, and now I do, want, I do want to make a shift to the prophetic, because as as you guys are afraid, I would say this: stop being afraid, and we are going to fix this. This is the kingdom message, and Christians up until this point have not spoken this kingdom message over Gaza, over Israel. We are going to pray, and we are going to believe, and it's going to happen. The only way we see peace, not only in Israel, not only in Gaza. But in the Middle East is by spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know an underground missionary who works with Iranian missionaries. And he said the Iranian church is the fastest growing church in the world besides China. Right now, what the word of the Lord gave me, the prophetic word of the Lord gave me, was that just as the gospel spread west and created the largest mass exorcism in world history, the reason the demons are screaming, Corey, is that they are losing their power and there is a shaking in the heavens and they are manifesting all over the world because just as the gospel went west and kicked demons to the curb, we are going to see a massive, massive spread of the gospel in the east. You're going to see the Philippines. You're going to see Thailand. You're going to see Papua New Guinea. You're going to see uh, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Qatar. You're going to see these Muslims take off their hijabs take off the little white robes that they wear with the little things around their heads so they can farm okay you're going to see these men this was a baddest sin of christianity the middle east turkey was constantinople it's the it was literally the birthplace of christianity that spread around the world that in 1100 a.d christianity went west and it toppled and christianity took over russia and took over poland and took over hungary and where my ancestors are from sweden norway finland iceland and then it spread into the uk and into France and all these, the, the Gauls and the Celts and, and the Angles and the Anglo-Saxons, they became Christian and their pagan ways were destroyed and their ritualistic sacrifices were destroyed and they put behind all of that pagan worship and their satanic worship. Right now, the word of the Lord is saying to Israel and to the Muslims, don't worry, the gospel's coming. There will be peace mm -hmm. in the Middle East because Gazans are coming to know Jesus and Jews in Israel are coming to know Jesus. And we're tearing down that false end times uh, theology 
of the Christians that have been keeping those Jews away from Jesus. We are going to say Yeshua HaMashiach, the lion and the lamb. And we are going to preach Isaiah, which says the lion shall sit down with the lamb and the Gazans will sit down with the Israelis and they will eat peace, peace bread together because they will say that hatred in my heart is gone, my brother, because Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the prophet that we have been worshiping, I want to worship him now. He has made me a new creature and everybody's going to go to the, where Jesus was baptized in the water. And the one thing they're going to do for the Holy Land is say the Muslims and the Jews are saying, I want to be baptized where Jesus wanted me to be baptized. And I'm going to go be baptized there. And they're going to be baptized in Iraq. And God's going to cause water to flow within the desert. And Iraq is going to have trees again. And Saudi Arabia is going to be turned around to a, a fruitful valley. Iraq was a baptism of wonderful, beautiful, a uh, 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 garden in history. history. Babylon was beautiful and flowing and it's been cursed because they have worshipped false idols and false gods and they've been waiting for the Messiah to come and Christians have not preached it and what happened in the 1800s was that the gospel preached and it went to Africa and it stopped because of the end times theory and the end times theology says don't preach it to the Muslims don't preach it to the Jews the Muslims are too scary and the Jews are God's chosen people and neither of them want Jesus well I speak to you right now Jesus wants you And the blood and the bloodlust that Israel has right now is no better than Hitler. Mm. They're no better than Hitler right now. And everyone's supporting, destroying, and leveling. Where's the love in that, guys? Where's the love in that? And that's going to place a judgment on your own head. Stay out of it and get the gospel in it. That's the answer, just like what Leah said. And when you were talking, I had an idea. All right. I don't know if they speak in... Iranian, I guess. Is that is that the only language in Iran? Or do they have Arabic? Multiple? I think they do speak Arabic. Arabic. Well, I was thinking about if if you know some that speak English, getting my book, the audio in there. But if we got the book translated into Chinese and Arabic, mm. you know, the the thing about the book is Muslims can read it because I'm a lot of the time in the Old Testament, they can read it and get sense out of it. And then they get the purpose because that's why all these moves like you're talking about Christianity, Christianity took over, took over, took over. But they were missing the key piece that our generation has picked up. Mm. Right. Even the founding fathers, they were missing the key piece, which is the promise of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham. And now we, we understand that Farsi. and we're manifesting it. Farsi, Catherine Ann on Facebook says they speak so, Farsi. That's right. Thank you. Okay, well, if you guys know people in these countries like China or anywhere, that just reach out. Like, if you know some undercover missionaries that speak English, I will give my book audio out to them for free, and they can just bring it in there. And uh, if you speak Chinese, Mandarin, or whatever dialects in China or Arabic, reach out to me. And because we got it in Spanish, it's going to be released, but... That, I think that would be powerful. No, and they do need to know the kingdom message because here's the thing, Corey. Mm -hmm. The Lord was speaking to me, and you know, Sam got this whole revelation in the names of God. Um, yep. Can we go find it? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. We need the one thing I asked the Holy Spirit to teach me when I was that brought me into the fullness of the kingdom message because I've always had it uh, since I was a teenager. I'm probably about 18 years old. And I was like, I think I don't. I'm not waiting for Jesus to come back. Um, I think we're bringing the heaven into earth. And then the Lord showed me the fullness of it. And I noticed that Paul 
Peter, James, John, everybody went and preached the gospel and there was no such thing as a New Testament. And it, and it always said that they brought the scripture to people and convinced everybody that Jesus was the Messiah from the scripture. And we mm -hmm. convinced everybody that Jesus is the Messiah from the New Testament. But I asked the Holy Spirit to show me the yep. scriptures that talked about the Messiah from the Old Testament. Because when Paul, Paul went from synagogue to synagogue, and Peter and James and John, they went from synagogue to synagogue first for three years. They didn't preach to the Gentiles. And they convinced the Jews or tried to convince the Jews of Jesus being the Messiah as fulfillment from the Old Testament. Yep. And what has happened is the false ideology and the false theology, Corey, and I'll let you talk about this before I read some of it, is that they have now taken, Corey, the scriptures that... Peter, James, and John, and Paul used to convince the current Jews of the day that Jesus was the Messiah and that the promises mm -hmm. were fulfilled. And, and mm -hmm. modern Christians say, no, Peter was wrong. Paul was wrong. They're wrong. Those scriptures are not for the Messiah. They're not for the Jews and Gentiles together. They're not the mm -hmm. promise that you just spoke of in, in Galatians. Those are, they, they've literally said that, that Paul is a false prophet. Peter's a false prophet because they don't know that those scriptures are just for uh, lineage, ethnic Jews. Well, all the throughout the Bible, he talked about, you know, us becoming one, right? And, and all of us returning to him. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, they, they don't think Jesus got it wrong, right? They do, so, They absolutely do. Today's preachers they, think that oh, even well, Jesus got it wrong because they don't think, they don't think it, but they speak it. Because yeah. every time Jesus said, I've come to fulfill all the law and the prophets, they're like, no, no, no. In the future, you will. But not yeah. you, you, not you in the 2,000 years ago, you. Okay. Yeah. And well, the thing is, is that I, I with, the way I deal with that is I say, okay, where's the temple that they were worshiping in? You that's know, a good question. and, and then they can't prove that or they haven't studied it. There's actually one group of people that do know this. I think it's the Mormons. Oh. And uh, I said, do you know what? Because they were talking about the end times. I said, well, end times of what? And like the planet. I was like, actually, you know, they were talking about the temple in Jerusalem. And it was talking about the end of the age. All the stones here, mm -hmm. they're in Jerusalem. Not one stone here will be left on top of another. And I said, do you know what they called the temple? And one guy goes, I know. Huh. The heavens and the earth. I'm like, yeah. how the heck did you know that? I was in Costa Rica evangelizing in some little, in the middle of San Jose. And... A little young guy. I was like, how do you know that? He said, because that's what we call our temple. We try to do it just like the Jews did. And I was like, well, that thing got destroyed. So do you guys think it's possible? These are young guys. I said, do you mm -hmm. think it's possible that that was the end of, of an age? The word is age, not world. Hmm. And, and they're like, huh. And so I pretty much ruined their whole doctrine. But at least, you know, they learned the truth. So, no, I don't know what I'd say to those people. I don't I, know let, well, this is what we're going to say. Let's, why don't we just bring a few of these Old Testament scriptures and, and let's ask Holy Spirit to say, hey, is this for the future or is this for now? Let's go to Isaiah 65. I, was reveal, I revealed myself to those that did not ask for me. Corey, is that not Jesus revealing himself to the Gentiles? Correct, yes. I was found Obviously. to those who did not seek me. Okay, that means... That this is this is this is going to be when Jesus is coming, to a nation that did not call on my name, I said, "Here I am, here I am." Mm -hmm. 
Okay, we know that that's fulfilled, right? Uh, all the day long, I have held out my hands to an obstinate people, that's the, the Jewish people, to walk in ways not good, pursuing their own, that's the Jewish people of that day, okay? Their own imaginations, a people who continually provoke me to my face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of brick. And he goes on to say, talk about these, the, the, how that they've turned their back on God. And then he says, as when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes and the people say, don't destroy it, there is still a blessing in it. So will I do on behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. This is a prophetic word talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. When two-thirds, Corey, historically from just Josephus, we find that two-thirds of the Jews were wiped out. But it says, um, I will not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob mm. and from Judah, all who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them, and there will my servants live. Sharon will become a pastor for flocks, the valley of Achor a resting place for herds, for my people who seek me. But as for you who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain, who spread a table for fortune and fill the bowls mixed with wine for destiny, um, he says, my servants will eat, but you will go hungry. My servants will drink, but you will go thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. My servants will sing out of the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out from anguish of heart. And then he says, see, I will create new heavens and new earth. This mm. is what you were just talking about. The former yep. things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. This is the old covenant. This is the old sacrifices. You're not bringing those sacrifices to mind anymore. You don't have a high priest. Uh, uh, you don't have a, a high priest uh, according to Melchizedek or according to Aaron anymore. Be glad and rejoice forever for in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight. Now, is this the Jerusalem that we're talking about, that, that we're fighting over? No, this is where they get it wrong. For I will create Jerusalem to be a, a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard no more. People think this is for the future. No, this is when Jesus came. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. This is not for some sort of thousand-year reign. Okay, yep. this is not for heaven because people are dying and being born. Okay, an old man who does not live out all, all of his years. This means people are being born, they're dying. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them, they will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the days of the tree, the days of my people, my chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain. Um, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion will eat straw like an ox. The dust will be the serpent's food. Uh, they will neither harm nor destroy my holy mountain. All of this is a prophetic word about Jesus mm -hmm. and the new Jerusalem. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so this is actually talking about the transition of ages, mm. okay? So about Jesus coming, when it says, I will create a new heavens and a new earth, it's actually talking about a new covenant. And so look, I want to read it right here because I actually teach this a lot because people say from Matthew 24, the heavens and the earth will be destroyed by fire, mm -hmm. okay? Well, in that time they called the temple the heavens and the earth yeah and so when they when people have this visual of a new heaven and a new earth like coming down flying in and, and crashing into this one or whatever that's not what it meant it meant a new covenant the right. old temple 
the old heavens and the earth being destroyed and a new heavens and earth, meaning a earth that is liberated so that heaven can dwell here with us. Because that's why it says the creation is waiting with eager expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God so that it can be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious liberty or freedom of the children of God or possession of the children of God. But look what it says right here. For I'm going to create a new heavens and a new earth. Former things will not be remembered. You got to get it all together. This is all one sentence. For I am about to create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. Yeah. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and as mm. people a delight. So right here, it's linking the new heaven, new earth to Jerusalem. Yeah. Okay. And we are of the Jerusalem from above, right? Yeah. So this isn't talking about a new planet. It's talking about a new covenant where... All of a sudden, there's not hostility everywhere. People are living longer. Why? Because the kingdom is here. The dominion of heaven is here. The glory is here where we weren't even supposed to die in the beginning. And that's what the whole idea of being a minister of reconciliation is, is we're reconciling back people to the glory, back into the garden. So we're supposed to live like trees, long as trees, have many children and not be in bondage so i don't know if that answered how you how you're referencing but to me this is very important this isn't just a a spoken word for a period of time this is what's going on this is what we should have been believing and speaking for rather than it's the end of the world we should have been speaking man the lion and the lamb are going to lay together the bird kingdom the bird kingdoms are going to stop fighting each other and feeling stressed out like the birds are warring every morning. That's not normal. They're doing that because we're acting up and putting mm. out the frequency that they don't yes. resonate with. It wasn't That's made for creation. So be reconciled. Get sin out of you by accepting Jesus Come as your on. Lord and Savior. So what I did, I read through this Bible about two or three times. This Bible, I just spent 15 minutes looking all okay. over the house and she had it I don't even know. It's not even in print anymore. So I don't know what to tell you guys. This I've taped it up. It's the Archaeological Study Bible. And New what King it, James Version. What it has in it is the most am- amazing archaeological evidence of Christianity and historical facts, which kind of help bolster, uh, you know, we're talking about the kingdom message. But in the middle are the, 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 that nobody really reads. What I did is I read the entire Bible through twice, and I read every single uh, cross-reference in, in here that I, I could. I don't know if it was every single one. I might have missed one or two, but I, I believe I read every single one. And what I found was... Oh my goodness, these things are fulfilled. So particularly with what what this is how you have to study the Bible. When you see somebody in the New Testament quoting something from the Old Testament. Now you have to remember, the Bible wasn't written in chapters and verse. You guys don't write letters with chapters and verse. So f- first of all, you kind of need to throw out all chapters and verses. I know a lot of you like to do the numerology with chapters and verses. That was done by some uh, uh, priest in monk in the 1300s. So it's, it's not it's not biblical. Chapters and verses are not super spiritual. Let me just tell you that. Okay, some some guy did it in the 1300s. Now that being said, okay, when they're quoting from the Old Testament. You got to take the context and the whole thing. And so when you yeah. see one, like Paul quoting the Old Testament, 
he's referring not to those two or just those two or three scriptures as being fulfilled in Jesus, but the whole mm. passage around them. So what I just read in Isaiah 65, I am sought of them that have asked not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. And then it goes on to talk about the new heavens and new earth. No, no, no. You're not, you don't get to play, cut the scriptures up. You don't get to say, because I'm going to read for you, Paul saying that this is fulfilled. Okay, the, 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 and then you say, yeah, but Paul meant that that first two, three scriptures, I was found those that saw. Yeah, I get that. But the whole rest of that passage there in, in 65, the new heavens and new earth, the lion and the lamb, all those sitting together, uh, that's not been fulfilled. But Romans chapter 10, verses 20 and 21. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are not a people and by a foolish nation, I will anger you. But Isaiah is bold and says, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me, but to Israel, he says all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gang saying people. So if you are going to say you are of Israel, Isaiah is bold to say to you, all day long I have stretched forth my hands to a disobedient and gang-saying people. You spread LGBT nonsense and have their parades in your city. You are not the city of the almighty, most high God, and you know it because you are not treating him as king of kings and lords of lords. You don't do the sacrifices. You don't have a high priest. And your, your Jewish guys that keep trying to keep kosher and all these different things, it's not working for you. You're not going to heaven. You don't know Jesus. You need to know Jesus, and I do you no favors why you all are dying in your sins and going to hell, going to Hades with no hope of redemption. There's no second plan, is there, Corey? No, you don't no, get another no, no. chance, do you? No, you get a chance to hear and humble yourself, and if you want to be stiff-necked, then the Bible talks about stiff-necked people all over the place. If you reject, you know, Jesus, his son, then there's the consequence. If your church is holding a rally like Rama is for praying for Israel and the number one prayer is not, dear Jesus, go and save them in their salvation. Let them come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And if you think for one second that God is going to save in these times. people because he's there's some sort of special mm. salvation for the Jews that is apart from Jesus, that's okay, in the future, well. that they'll be raised from the dead and come to know Jesus as their Savior. I got another thing for you coming. You know what the Lord says when I give you a message, Corey? What, is it, what does the Bible say about if he gives you a message and you don't give it? Oh, the blood's on your hands. Mm-hmm. I would like to insert something here. Just to go back to that um, wonderful Greg Locke clip that he says. Lord. That we need to rebuild the Nobody listen to that guy anymore. He is not... He's going to have to answer to Jesus. Corey. I like the guy. I've heard some good stuff, but he's going to have to <laughs> say sorry to a bunch he of people. He had in an affair on his wife with his secretary. And then married her. And then married Listen, her. Listen. Come on. Oh, we, Lord. Well, yep. anyways. We have to rebuild. So this is what he said. He said they, are gonna, they need to send missiles to blow off the dome so that they can rebuild the third temple. And usher in the second coming of Christ. 
Listen yeah. here, people, and I'm about to blow your mind. If you have not caught on to what I'm about to say here all night tonight, I don't know what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. Listen to me very loud and clear. We're, we're listening. The, I, the reason why all the churches and the United States are saying to pray for Israel is because they don't want Israel to come to know Jesus because if they come to know Jesus, then there certainly will never be a third temple rebuilt. And then they say it won't usher in the second coming of Christ. What I say is if there's not a third temple rebuilt, then millions of Jews don't die in their redoing of AD 70 and get wiped off the face of the planet. And the third temple, do you understand that in order when, when so to they're finish, hoping the Jews get killed too, is what exactly, really is going in, on in order for Greg Locke, yep. Yep. I wish to God he had finished that statement yep. or, or flushed or it we out. Could question to, him about that to tell the truth of what he meant. Yep. He needed to say, we need to rebuild the third temple so that millions of Jews will die. Yeah. And then the temple is destroyed. And then usher in the second coming of Christ. Which if he already had happened. said that, Which it would have been the happened. end for him. But that's what he meant. Is it not Corey Gray? No, that's what he meant. So basically they're advocating secretly for, so they can rebuild their temple, get Jesus to come back rapture them live in the clouds who knows what and then yeah jesus destroy all the jews or Corey, a big portion of them it's disgusting because you have all of these christians to the but that's face a cult of that's an evil they're evil saying thing to the to jews we love you guys we support you guys yep. we're praying for you we want you to do really well we want you to build that third temple and it's like a witch like literally pulling in these yeah. little kids to her lair so that she can chop them up and put them in a stew. Oh, we love you Jews. We want to support yeah. the Jews. We always support the Jews. But keep in mind, in order for Matthew 24 to be fulfilled the second time, all y'all people going to have to die and your temple that we want you to build is going to be destroyed. And it's so basically, It's basically like, so hey, wicked. we support you. We're guarding you as sheep. Because you're going to be slaughtered later and we're exactly. getting out of here. We are uh, supporting uh, the raising of the sheep because here we are sharpening our knives and forks and getting ready to eat you up alive. I mean, so it, it's evil, Corey. But, it's evil. But the but that's the pastor level thinking. The average person. They have no this, idea that that's what they believe. They, they have no idea. So they're supporting Israel just because the pastors are using twisted scriptures and twisting it like there's a separation between us. Yes. So they're teaching their flock, hey, we must support Israel because of their hidden agenda. And then the enemy knows, I, I wanna say this real quick, just give me, give me a minute. The enemy knows that the body of Christ doesn't know 70 AD was the wipeout of the law. Yeah. Okay, that the temple was destroyed already and that we're the temple now. So the enemy knows a big portion of Christians don't know that. Exactly. So they play off this Israel thing, end times thing. That's why they still use the number 666. They want to make you feel that you're so smart. You figured it out. Oh, my gosh, this is written in the Bible. Someone shows you a scripture about Israel being destroyed because it's been destroyed numerous times in That's history. Right. Numerous temples have been destroyed. Okay, so 
if you're seeing it in the Bible, it's not you're not getting new new revelation that you're in the book of Revelation. Come on. It already happened, and the devil's playing off of people's ignorance to make them think it's it's this cyclical thing when we're in a whole new age, and that's not gonna happen. And that's why they're trying to get everyone distracted off on that and cause this polarity between the Muslims and the Christians, get the Muslim Christians mad. Because guess what? The northern border is full of Muslims. The Come southern on. border is now being injured by Muslims. And so they want this religious war. And we can stop this by realizing what they are doing. Come yeah. on. Y'all people, do you get what we're... Do, are you picking up what we're throwing down? The reason why the modern church has to support Israel is for a hidden agenda that they will not tell you from the pulpit, but is true, is to have a third temple rebuilt for Matthew 24 to play out and to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ that was already fulfilled in AD 70. Okay, this has already happened. It is the most sycophantic thing that you can possibly imagine. And yet here we are. When the real answer, if they actually loved Israel, is they would be sending in missionaries yeah. in droves. They would be sending missionaries into Palestine. They would be going, we have got to convert all of Israel to Christianity. And instead, they are leaving them in some sort of stagnant slaughterhouse, hmm. bolstering them up, like we just said, fattening up the calves so that they can be crucified. Mm -hmm. It is so satanic. And so what is the answer? Go ahead, yeah, Corey. this has been a satan satanic plan, I believe, since the, the, the 1880s, actually, because they Come wanted on. to establish Israel out of the ignorance from dispensationalism. How right? Lindsay, yeah, how Lindsay was where a lot of people, they read, he wrote a book, The Late Great Planet Earth, and a lot of people came to know Jesus through that. Um, the wrong way. The wrong yeah. way. But he uh, is quoted as saying in his book, that AD 70 is a picnic compared to a super holocaust that will lead mm. to the, th the slaughter of two-thirds of the Jews living in Israel during the Great Tribulation. Jack Van Ippy states in his book, Israel's Final Holocaust, that when the prophecy clock starts ticking again after the rapture, it will be a, a traumatic days for Israel. Just when peace seems to have come, it will be taken from her, and she will be plunged into another bloody persecution. A devastating mm -hmm. explosion of persecution and misery for 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 Israel. Um, you know, it, it, another guy, Thomas Ice, a frequent uh, author on, on End Times, that before Israel enters into her time of national blessing, she must first pass through the fire of tribulation. Even though the horrors of the Holocaust under Hitler were of an unimaginable magnitude, the Bible teaches this is a this is a false teaching, by the way, that a time of even greater trial amidst Israel during the tribulation. Uh, anti-Semitism will reach new heights in this time, uh, global in scope, in which two-thirds of the world Jewry mm. will actually be killed as, as a result of Zechariah 13, uh, 7 through 9. Um, and that that particular scripture uh, is, is what they're referring to. Guys, we've already gone over. We are 32 episodes in. If you're just now joining us, yeah. like, what the heck are you talking about? You'll have to go back and watch episode one of both Kingdom Roundtable and Revelation Red Pill. We explain all of this, okay? It's just, worth your time. It, it already happened. And nowhere in the Bible does it say it will happen again. It so, can't because the age has changed. It was the end you, of an Corey. age. There's no other age after the kingdom age. The kingdom it's an eternal, age. A, it's an eternal one. It says it will never end. 
Thank you. So let me go over if I, if I could. And this so is good, one of, Corey. This is one of these deep scriptures. Um, and you guys are going deep with me real quick. Okay, Zechariah 13 is what it says. 13, um, 8 actually that says, um, And two parts therein shall be cut off and die, and the third shall be left therein. Now, that's the scripture that end timers, you don't know what you don't know. And y'all, when you're in timer theory, you literally don't know the scriptures that you that you think you know. Hang okay. On, wait, we lost Rumble. Okay. We'll Hopefully, we'll come up. back. This is in, this is important for the Rumble for the Rumble streamers. You don't know what you don't know. End timers. That's one of your main scriptures. Okay. Now, what you need to do is what they do not do. Is you need to do a Bible expository reading and teaching on the whole book of Zechariah. Do the cross references and say, is any of this actually fulfilled? Well, it says in Jeremiah and in Zechariah 13, one in that day. Now, in that day means that we're talking about kind of the same time frame. So when it says two thirds are going to be wiped out, let's go back to the, the time reference. A few scriptures back that says in that day. Okay. In that day, there shall be a fountain opened up to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for her sin and for her un uncleanliness. Well, hey, that's a really great scripture. Let's go to Hebrews uh, chapter uh, 9, verse 14. In that day. Keep that in your brain. In that day. We keep getting kicked off a of rumble. Why? They I have no us? idea. Wow. That's crazy. Are they, they're not, they're your other stream isn't trying to kick on, is it? No, Facebook is. No, I don't have one. Scheduled. Facebook's working. Facebook is working I, just fine. Okay. I just shared fa the Facebook link in the chat, guys. Okay, okay. thanks. It, they can see it in the chat, but the people watching on Rumble might not. They say it's buffering. Mm, it's not okay. just buffering. It's stopping. It's, I've, it's completely, yeah, it's stopped, it's completely stopped right now. I'm trying to get it restarted. I keep you, trying to restart it, but it won't. It wouldn't let me search your name either when I was trying to find your channel earlier. Okay, it's having weird. some glitches. Hebrews 9, uh, 13, but Christ, uh, became, be, but Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more per perfectible tabernacle, not made with hands, and is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood entered into uh, once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies and purifies the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So you um, and then and for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are are called might receive the promise of eternal uh, of, of eternal inheritance. So you've got in that day there we have found opened up to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanliness. Is that fountain for sin and uncleanliness opened up? Well, Hebrews 10 says that it is. It's opened. He is the fountain. It shall, it, it's, it's opened up. It's absolutely opened up. And the verse 7 says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, says the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. And I will turn my hand upon the little ones, and it shall come to pass in that day that all of the land shall, uh, says the Lord, two-thirds uh, two shall be cut off, and a third part will be left in. And I will bring the third part through the fire and refine them as silver is refined. And I will try them as gold is tried. And they shall be, they call on my name, and I will hear them. And I will say, it is my people, and they shall say, it is my God. There are a literal, literally a hundred scriptures on this, 
But let's go to First uh, Peter chapter we six. We literally can't get Rumble back up. Lord mercy! I have on never, my I've soul. literally never had this happen before. It's no, it's glitched it out. Anti, I can't even anti, watch this stuff from Jerusalem. behind. Is it Because we're. I have no idea. Jeez. No, it's because we just done exposed their whole plan of a a, a religious war. No kidding. First Peter. They want to have a religious war. This is the stuff that everyone's trying to figure out right now. But they're missing it with the di distraction, the details. All right, sorry. Go first. Peter. No, you're good. I'm trying to find. Where am I? Because I'm following myself all over the. First Peter somewhere. Yeah. Holy priesthood. Is that what we're doing? Uh huh. That's First Peter two. Yeah, it was First Peter. It's supposed to be First Peter one six, but I'm not seeing it that. So Trump's on live right now, Mom. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Oh, if Trump is live right now, it could just be. Yeah, but this literally never done this before. Hmm. Well, I told them all to get to Facebook. So, okay. and afterwards, you can re premiere the video. Yeah, you know we will. What I mean? we'll, do is we'll just put, we'll upload the whole thing later. Or re premiere it live, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Well, Romans 11 yeah. 8 says, According as is it written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David says, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. And that's uh, mm. Romans 11. Uh, and so when you're looking at, I think it's Matthew, I guess I'm going to go to Matthew 26, 31. Because um, my last scripture reference wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Matthew 26, 31, it says, um, Okay, and all, you, and all you shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written. I love when you say, for it is written. Because Jesus is quoting a scripture. And when Jesus is quoting a scripture, you better read the scriptures around it, before it, and around it. And you have to understand that that means that he is saying, this is fulfilled. I will smite my shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you to Galilee. So what does it say over here? Awake my sword against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn my hand upon the little ones. The very next scripture is the one about two-thirds. And then passing through the fire and the refinement. So if Jesus is saying, as it is written, okay? If Jesus is saying, as it is written, you better understand what he's talking about. Okay? He says, but I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of this vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What he's saying is, you're smiting the shepherd, you're killing Jesus, the sheep are scattered, and two-thirds are going to die, and two-thirds did, did die. Okay, in in eighty seventy, and so when we are when we are trying to pull these scriptures into the present day, when Jesus Himself is saying, as it is written in Zechariah chapter thirteen, verse seven, and He's talking about seven, eight, and nine, and the scriptures before that. Okay, you don't get to take and say, and so Corey, when I was saying to you, they they literally are saying, Jesus, no, no, no. Okay, Jesus, you can have your verse 7, but you can't have your 8 and 9, even though literally mm. there were no verses when, when Jesus was quoting yep. Isaiah, uh, Zechariah. No, I know. And it, it's crazy that people are actually... Man, it, it's sad we have to have this conversation, 
but basically don't listen to the people who are saying support Israel as like a land mass because Israel is a people mm, and it's really God's children who are gra grafted in through Christ. So we're, it's not a, and you know, it's even, I, I saw a video of one of the Hamas terrorists or whatever saying, it's not about the land. It's about destroying Christians or whatever, which that actually looked like a deep fake video. But um, yeah, I don't, I, I have a scripture here to, to share, but whenever you guys are ready, go I'll, I'll yeah, go ahead. share it. Well, Ephesians 3, you guys, and it surprised me that we have to read this, guys. we got to read the New Testament and then, yes, follow the trail when it gives you a reference because it, that, that, the Bible proves itself so many times. All right, so this Ephesians 2, 11, it says, Then remember that at one time you Gentiles by birth called the uncircumcision, by those who are called the circumcision, the Jews, a physical circumcision made in the flesh by human hands. Mm. Remember that you were at that time without Christ, mm -hmm. being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants in Israel. That, that's not talking about land right there either, okay? The commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near mm -hmm. by the blood of Christ, yes. for he is our peace. Yes. In his flesh, he has made both groups one. Yes. Okay. And he has broken down the dividing wall. That is the hostility between us. Mm -hmm. He has a ball. And you got to remember in that time, there was massive hostility between Jew and Gentile. They call them dogs. Yeah. Right. And it says he has abolished the law with its commandments and ordinances mm -hmm. that he might create in himself one new humanity yes. in place of the two, thus making peace and might reconcile both groups to God in one body mm -hmm. through the cross, thus putting to death the hostility through it so he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near for though or for through him both of us have access in one spirit to the father mm -hmm. so then you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of god built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets here it comes with christ jesus himself as the cornerstone in him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are mm -hmm. built together spiritually yeah. into a dwelling place or temple for God. Oh, that's so that's really good. good. Boom. All right. That's the third temple. That's, There's the third temple. That's your third Come temple. On. I love that so much. So, Corey, we got a few minutes left here. We have to cut it short because uh, we're streaming uh, the Isaiah 61. If it'll content. even go. I know, right? On Rumble, we're supposed to be doing that. But I wanted to go one more, one, one more passage. And there's so many scriptures in the New Testament and Old Testament that go together. Uh, in Isaiah 11, we know that the beginning of this is about Jesus. And there shall come forth a rod of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. 
And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. That's the seven spirits of God, by the way. And he shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of the eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor. He shall reprove the equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Hey, you guys, we need to let Jesus do some, Come on, some, some smiting go. and some slaying, because that's who he is. He didn't stop. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf will do... Now, here's the thing. This is, this is what they do, Corey. Okay, I like that Jesus. I'm going to go to verse 6. That's going for the future. No, 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 no. Stop chopping up the Bibles. Put your scissors away. Okay? The wolf shall also dwell with the lamb. Well, I don't see that happening. Well, let me, exp let me explain something to you. This is, what, this is the whole point of this episode I want you guys to get tonight. The lion and the lamb, the wolf and the lamb, the Muslims and the Jews, when they come to know Jesus, they stop fighting. Come on. Because it's happened throughout history. The Hungarians... And, and the Polish men used to fight one another all day long. But under Jesus, they're brothers. Okay? The Gauls, the Anglo-Saxons, they used to fight one another all day long. But under Jesus, they're brothers. I don't care if you're in Africa, Corey. I don't care if you're in Venezuela. Hey, Corey, when you go down to Venezuela, your Christian brothers and sisters, they recognize you by your spirit, don't they? Actually, don't have never been to Venezuela. I meant Nicaragua. I'm sorry. I don't mean no no why I said Venezuela. Oh yeah, for Nicaragua. sure. Nicaragua. I'm sorry. It, it, we're no, not they, so they, ignorant they, to think that all South American countries are the same. And it's Central America. And he says that to me all the time. You're south of us. You're south of America. You're South America. <laughs> America. Just, well, there's no Central America in our in our geography books. It's all South. No, America. it's just South and North. It, but there's a whole like bunch of Central American countries. Right. But when you go, no, they know, they know, they you know yeah, by for sure. Spirit. And right away, it's the discernment's on point for sure here. And people, and you could go to Hungary and people would recognize you. You could go to China. And when you recognize a believer, that's what this means. When Jesus comes, that the people who would normally fight with one another, the wolf will dwell with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion. This is not talking about literal animals. This is talking about how people devour people, nations devour nations, and they're not going to fight anymore. The I kind of hope it's about animals too, though. I think it is eventually. Okay, exactly. I really do. But, but I tried to imagine a lion eating hay, and I was like, that would be wild. <laughs> the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of an apse, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockerous den. I will tell you this. What this means is when Israeli children go into the heart of, Ham of Hamas with Muslims, they're not going to want to kill them anymore. That's really good. When they know Jesus, when Jesus comes, okay, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all of my holy mountain. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day, there shall be a root. Now, here's, the, here's what they like to do. I'm going to cut out verse 5 through 9, and let's go back. And, and they throw that into the future, and then they go back to verse 10. 
And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse that shall stand for a sign for the people, and it shall be to the Gentiles to seek, and, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left. Well, guess what? You know what over here says in Romans chapter 9? Well, it's all of Romans chapter 9. Let's go to verse 22. We can kind of end with this and I'll let Corey have the last word. What if God, willing to show his wrath and make his power known, endured with long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction, that he might make known the riches of his glory to the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he calls, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. And this he says of Jesse, I will call them my people who were not my people. That's from Hosea. 2.23 and, and her my beloved which was not my beloved and it shall come to pass that in that place where it was said unto them you are not my people stop saying I am not his people because here we have Hosea Jeremiah Joel everybody mm -hmm. saying in that place those people who are not my people you're not my people. They shall be called the children of the living God. Don't tell me that I'm not the child of the living God. Don't tell that to me. I am a child of the living of God. I'm not replacing Israel. I'm joining in. I'm adopted in. Isaiah cries concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and he will cut it short in righteousness. Because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. He's talking about the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. And as Isaiah says before, except the Lord of the Sabbath has left us a seed, because guess what? The first, uh, uh, the first uh, uh, apostles and prophets, they were all Jews, by the way. We would have been like Sodom and been made like Gomorrah. And those scriptures are Isaiah 10.22, Isaiah 28.22, Isaiah 1.9, Isaiah 13.19. Um, this right now. He says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling block, a rock of offense, and whoever will believe on him will not be ashamed. To you, Israel, Jesus is your rock of offense. You think of him and you hate him. Oh, wow. He's your rock of offense. He's your stumbling block. I am your, ch I am, I, I am your brother. I am your sister. I am your seed. And you know what I'm calling for you to come back. Uh, this is what, here's the thing. You are the prodigal son, Israel. You are. You're, you are the children of God. You are. Okay, I get it. Here's the thing. The one thing Paul says is, I grieve for my brothers and sisters. They're over here. I want them to come back. And so guess what? I want you to come back. But you know in the story of the prodigal son, you actually have to come back. You have to come back. Israel, Muslims, I'm contending for you. You guys are Although don't put Muslims in the same category as coming back because they no, no, were never I'm not. God's chosen people. No, but, people, the, but this is Jesus. a separate statement. Right. Islam, Islam, Muslims, and Jews, I'm contending for you. That's good. I'm contending mm -hmm. for you to find peace together in the Middle East. And the only way people have, you, everybody's going to give up on you. And they should. Give up on trying to make peace between two people that hate each other. You're and why would you ever want to, in Islam, Muslim, all you radicals out there, why would you ever want to follow a God that says kill anyone? Mm, that's a good question. What kind of God would want to kill anyone on the earth because of their color or what they think? Right. Mm. Shouldn't we try to have peace? So if you choose to follow a God, a false God that says mm. kill for any reason, um, I mean, I get if someone's, you know, hurting or harming someone and it's necessary, but uh, a, no, I mean, think about it. All right, Corey, do you have any other final thoughts before we say goodnight? 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this real quick, guys. Always remember the devil tries to use distractions while he does something else. Mm -hmm. The UN has set up Israel. Okay. I'll, I'll just say that based off the lack of knowledge of the church so that they could use Israel for this time right now mm -hmm. to cause a not a race war, which they've tried and they've done in countries to bring in communism or globalism, if you will. Now they're going for a religious war. That's good. Okay. Because there's two big masses of people, three really masses of people that they want us all to duke it out. Can you not see they're making it about a mm -hmm. religious thing? Yes. Yeah. That's the distraction. They want to get the Muslims so mad at us and all of you supporting this and then us mad at them supporting that. It's already that's the plan. And why? So that we can destroy each other and then the UN can be in control again. Well, why don't we realize that it's a bunch of Satanists trying to pin us against each other when we can all be blessed by Jehovah, the creator of heaven and earth, mm. and forget all these minor differences. Come on. And have love, follow the way of love. Um, and then we don't have to kill each other. That sounds like a better idea. I love that so much. Uh, Kelly on Facebook says, you ladies have schooled me more in the Bible and about Jesus than any church I have ever attended. Thank you. Oh, wow. All That's right. Very so well good. said. Leah, all right. We yeah, have time last... for literally one okay. last tiny little thought. Okay. Okay. John 7. In, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which, uh, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given unto them, because he was not yet glorified. Isaiah 12.3 says, Therefore with joy shall they, saw, that shall they draw waters out of the wells of salvation. And Isaiah 44, 3, and I'm going to get to this as I've flipped to these, these pages here. And I promise I'm going to read one tiny scripture from uh, Revelation. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit upon his seed and my blessing upon your offspring. He says, the Lord that made you and formed you in your womb which will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and you, Jerusalem, whom I have chosen. Well, wait a minute. You, Jerusalem, who I have chosen, you, Jacob, he says, I will pour water on him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your seed. Jesus is quoting Jer Isaiah 44, and that's a scripture for all of us. He's literally saying, hey, Isaiah 44 is for you. You are literally Jacob, who I have chosen. I'm sorry, all you end timers, but... Hey, I'm not going to argue with Jesus. Let's end with revelation. Okay. That's always a good place to end, right? Because we promised you some revelation. Revelation 21. You had it up just a second ago. Did I? Yep. Well, we'll just go over here because you guys need to know this is all for you right now. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, the, uh, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Are we the bride of Christ? Is there a new bride that I don't know about? Are we being usurped? No, it's here right now. It's you. It's me. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Go Corey, is the tabernacle oh. of God with us right now? 
We just read it. We are <laughs> okay. being built into the temple, tabernacle, house of God. It's already here. Revelation already happened. Come Whether on. you know how to understand it or not, God already <laughs> dwells with man. Says it at the end. <laughs> and he will that dwell happened. with them and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And he shall wipe away the tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death. What that means is, he literally says, you shall not die anymore. The second death has no hold over you. The only death you die is to yourself now. There is neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. I feel pain. No, in heaven you don't. If you live out of heaven, you don't have any pain. Um, and he that overcomes shall inherit all the things okay so out of this new jerusalem there are living waters and 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 we get to have these living waters flow out of us and uh he says i saw a pure river water of life chapter 22 as clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of god and the lamb and in the midst of the street of it on either side of the river there was a tree of life which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree for were the healing of the nations this is not for some sort of end times thing this tree is not in heaven because guess what you don't need healing and the nations don't need healing in heaven right now the new jerusalem is here we have the ability okay to, to, to be out from under the curse. We are out from under the law. We're out from under the power of the enemy. And we have healing in our hands. Rivers of living water are flowing from our bellies. You will need to be equipped as a saint to overcome evil. And you're going to head over and you're going to watch Isaiah 61 ministries because you're going to watch God, the no. learn. No, you're not. You're going to watch Isaiah 61 conference. 61 conference from Glad Tidings Ministries. You're going to watch it in a rumble. If you don't get kicked off, hopefully you won't get, we won't get kicked off. Give me literally two minutes because I'm going to crash my whole system. I'm going to shut gonna it down bring and bring it back, it back up. up. Corey, I'm so excited about this. Will you pray for the salvation of yes. all Jews and Muslims? Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I sure will. I've been praying actually today and I felt the spirit of prayer on me. So, Father, I just thank you that we are exposing the plans of the enemy to cause us to fight each other, yes. destroy each other, and it will be reversed and their plans will fail. All the Satanist plans will fail. The plans of all these demons will fail. And I pray all the Muslims, the Jews, all the atheists, everyone out there, in this earth that wants to know god that, that wants to know you know the eternal father that you would show them your love and they would no longer want to fight they would no longer want to kill but they would rather have families and have peace and they would rather fight for peace so i pray lord that you would just open your self make yourself visible yes on the battle lines make yourself visible to these radicals yes, and Lord. and stop them in their tracks and let them know just like you did with paul stop them in their tracks yes, when they Lord. have a mind to do some harm and and let them get saved and then let them feel your love like you showed me and let them just be unable to contain it and all these people coming into america with bad intentions, Father. Wow, we just cut off yes, all the name of their Jesus. plans. We wow. render them of no effect. The United States is blessed. The people, I pray they all wake up, face reality, so that we can deal with it correctly. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Canada that they would be blessed and protected and understand that this religious war is trying to happen and they would not fall into the trap yes, Lord. nobody fall into the trap of this religious 
game they want us to play, this religious hunger games type scenario they want for us, but that we rise above it through love. Love never fails. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I've got one last scripture to tie into Isaiah 61. Watch this. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, they were a tree of life that bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now watch this. You're going to go watch this Isaiah 61 conference. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. It's called Glad Tidings Church. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, casting all, all these demons, to proclaim the acceptable year and the day of vengeance of our God. Hey, we got to have God's judgment in all of this. And comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be what? Called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they will build up the old waste places. They will raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities and the desolations of many generations. And you will be called the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you ministers of our God. You will eat the riches of the Gentiles. And in their glory you shall boast. You need to know that you are the healing to the nations. That's right. That you are the priests of the Most High God. Isaiah 61 is fulfilled. Read the whole chapter. Walk in it. Breathe in it. Let the liver, living waters flow out of you so that when the enemy comes knocking on your door, you can set the captives free. Hmm. Amen. Thanks for Amen. joining us, Corey Gray. All right. Tell yep. Kimberly thanks and Ashley we said thanks too. I will. Hmm. All, right. All right. Good night, guys. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we'll see you next week right here on Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. And don't forget Kingdom Roundtable every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Kingdom Roundtable channel and also right here on Resistance Chicks. We'll see you guys next time. Let's go.